0: Welcome to Shame Watch, a guilt-free dive in those massive movie failures that we hate (laughs) to love. Each week, we look at a movie that either we or our guests love, but society shames them for. We peek in each nook and cranny for every bright spot, keeping the public at bay while watching these movies like the miracles that they are. And today, we are trying something new. We're doing a podpourri. As pandemic
1: edition.
0: And pandemic edition.
2: That was good, Kenny. Pod free. I like uh, that.
0: Right under the nail too. Uh podemic. Yep. That's, oh, that's good. Kenny too. Him, now. Kenny. He's just gonna, Killing it. On the audio podcast, he's just gonna chat. Cause uh, <laughs> oh, that's... I'm, gonna stop. I'm gonna say no. <chat>. Oh my uh, gosh! So we're trying something new. Uh, Olivia, uh, du- <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have.
2: Fun. It's good that we can laugh again.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> Those previous episodes where we did it, I'm really glad. Episode 60 is where we start to laugh. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, look, let's let's make no mistake. We've been phoning in this podcast until this episode. This is the first episode where we completely give a damn. brought it. Yes. We care now. Hey, we've Olivia. only
1: been we've been a tragedy podcast for up until this point, yeah. and now we're we're actually a comedy podcast.
0: Yeah, now yeah, true that- comedy. God damn it! Stop kidding. posting <laughs> in the chat.
1: We're <laughs> not oh, oh, even
0: through the copy. The opening. No one knows who we are yet. Oh yeah. Olivia, please explain the experiment we did. Well, who's that. Olivia?
1: Oh yeah. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know okay well guys if you're tuning in whether this is your first shame watch episode or you've been <laughs> a shame watch fan Pod Experiment, stop it kenny uh- <laughs> i am olivia Slap and slatters <laughs> i am the social media manager and i am your favorite co-host let's not lie about that
3: no that's true uh
1: so i'm gonna go ahead and kind of explain and then the guys will introduce themselves in a second a few weeks ago we were trying to come up with ideas for episodes to put out for you guys during this quarantine and i wanted to do something a little bit different and i thought maybe what if we did an episode titled pandemic potpourri so essentially what that means is we we haven't had on this pod before and I still think this is a this is a perfect opportunity for us to do that, and why not just talk about... Why limit the movies we talk about to one movie and expand it to four? So basically, everybody had a person that they gave their shame watch to, like, in private. That person had to watch that film, and today, everybody is going to vaguely describe to the others what movie they watched. So the people who do not know what the movie is they have to guess what it is. And then from there, we'll provide context.
3: Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so pumped. (laughs) Uh, Also, (laughs) this is Kenny Madison, Chief Archive of the putting out so much content, uh, working so hard.
2: Uh, And I'm Aaron Salinas, big comfy on SoundCloud. Um, uh, Editor, nice guy, and uh, really happy to be here with my friends.
0: And I'm James Fight, the loud host uh today we're yeah we're gonna we're gonna try something new because we've done our format for 76 episodes before this so it's time to mix it up and why not during a pandemic this is a great transitional and experimental time so screw it let's do it screw, uh, it. screw it also pot it i'm wearing our shirt uh Hey. 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 hey, it does have day. me on there. Yeah, one day Olivia there. will be on there. Uh, been, but... I wore a shirt yesterday, just to let you know. I mean, hey. I also wore this yesterday, too. What about Friday? No, not Friday. Then oh, you're not a goodness. true fan. I know. No. Yeah. <laughs> hey
1: guys speaking of though if you like the format of this episode then you know who knows we might continue doing these in the future because i don't know about y'all but i had a really great time i i had a fun
0: time too uh yeah maybe it'll be its own thing for patreon i I certainly had an experience oh (laughs) kenny hated this No, no i had had an experience thanks kenny okay okay steve jobs um so, who wants to describe their movie first? Olivia, you should describe it.
1: Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but to reiterate,
0: not... Olivia is uh, describing the movie she watched. Uh, who was the person who gave you the movie? Aaron is. So, Aaron secretly <laughs> told Olivia to watch this movie. <laughs> and Penny and I have no idea what this is. And that's, as Aaron. that's Aaron Salinas, our co host. Yes. Aaron, uh, anything
1: for uh,
3: what many describe as uh, usually the host that rarely comes through frequently uh, the host that deprives
0: charity of yeah being, like, <laughs> the host that just makes you want to cry uh, really hate life yeah. but easily That's if we rank the
3: if He's we the host it's like Olivia won. James yep. 2, well, me 3, every single guest that we've had, and then just distant
0: bottom, Aaron. And here's a note. We only are saying this because we truly love Aaron. we, yeah, yeah, we, we do. We job He's a good guy. <laughs> and this is how we communicate in our friend group. Anyway. and, and I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> um, here, let
1: me Let me, let me uh, give the context of when I saw this movie. <laughs> So I saw this movie last night, and I will. When I describe vaguely what movie it is, then you'll understand why my dad decided to watch it with me, not knowing what this movie is. Uh, okay.
3: <laughs>
1: but I said, "Hey guys, I need to watch this movie for Shame Watch," and my mom goes, "Well, I saw Mighty Ducks with you last week." <laughs> oh
0: <laughs> so, no! So okay. She's
1: like, she's like, Ed, it's your turn to watch with her, and he goes.
0: Yeah. As your dad?
1: Yeah. he's like, She's like, Eddie, it's your turn to watch with her. And so he goes, yeah, okay. Like, this movie has to deal with X, so why not? And so I said, oh, I was like, great. It's on Netflix. And so we start watching, and I want to say maybe the first 25 to 30 minutes made me super uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then – Oh, let me give a vague description. Okay. Yeah. And then meanwhile, my mom is still sewing up masks in the in the kitchen, like the, the dining area. So she's like overhearing all this and she goes, "This isn't a Disney movie."
0: Does <laughs> she do like, a Disney podcast? <laughs>
1: No, just, just just because we had listened to The Mighty Ducks last
2: week. Oh, okay. So while your mother's volunteering and doing charity, and you're having a daddy-daughter date with your father, you watch this
0: movie. I'm so excited to figure out what this is. It's,
1: you know, oh, okay. no! <laughs> this is Aaron's fault. Okay, yeah. so... Okay, so this movie. There are some ties to The Mighty Ducks. In that- I mean, vaguely. <laughs> vaguely. This is a very... This is a much more mature version of The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> it's a little oh. raunchier. I, um, it's, about a, it's about a guy who, you know, he works at a bar, and he doesn't have uh, – <laughs> James, I be like, knows what, what movie it is already. Can I ask? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. So it's, about this, <laughs> so it's, about this, it's about this guy, and, you know, he has, like, no direction in his life. And he has a friend, we all have one of these friends who's just, like, has no filter. And they're really into this sport that involves ice. And the friend is a commentator on, about, on this sport about ice. And meanwhile, there's this famous athlete that has to do with ice, and he's about <laughs> to retire! <laughs> and so meanwhile this guy i'm not going to say his name yet but he has like no direction he comes from a family of physicians and so one day he goes to a game for this sport and this player says a slur and the guy gets offended because his brother is you know it's an insult to his brother And so he starts starts to beat up this athlete. And all of a sudden, that particular event leads to this guy's newfound career with no background experience. It's super raunchy. And the team that he is on is kind of going through a, a bit of a dry spell because his teammate got hurt and he's trying to find his groove and then out and then uh, oh i almost said the actress's name and then meanwhile there's a lot of drinking there's a lot of uh creepy no. date moves that oh i gosh. wouldn't approve of wait um but anyway it's it's about this guy just trying to find his own mojo and his teammates finding his mojo and it's a very raunchy, mighty ducks. That's all I can.
0: I think I know what this is. Okay. Or, wow, that description. That was a roller coaster of a description. W-
1: was, it was, it, like- was it... I was trying to not say any specific details. I, but-
0: I, I, is it, I'm going to guess. Is it Goon?
1: Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Sean William Scott.
1: <laughs> yes. So I saw Goon with my dad and my mom <laughs> over here.
0: Ooh, why,
3: why is that bad? Why, because no, I've heard that movie is great. Oh, no. I love that
0: movie. It's fun. So,
1: let me tell you what, let me let me tell you what I actually thought about it. So after the first 30 minutes are just super raunchy. There's mm. F-bombs like every 20 seconds. And here's the thing, like I'm not with my parents. Like I don't really mind raunchy, crass humor. Uh, The friend, Ben Glatt, who's the main character, um, his friend who has, like, no filter. I have a few friends who are like that. But when you're watching, it's like watching a movie with a sex scene with your parents. It's just just awkward. And so the first 20, 25 minutes, I was super uncomfortable because it's just all of this, like, I don't want to associate it with just men, but, like, all of this talk, like, that men some men like just like to talk about and i'm with my dad and it's just <laughs> and it was just really weird and my mom is like overhearing all this stuff and there's just a lot of like dick jokes and all this and i'm like oh my god what am i watching and, and at one point i was like i have to go to the bathroom because like i just didn't want to sit through it oh but then and but in the meantime i was like man i really should have just watched this by myself but then about <laughs> i want to say about halfway through um, when it kind of focuses on the team the uh ben glatt and his his uh his teammate is xavier laflamme it's very funny La yeah laflamme i didn't i didn't uh probably say that correctly but he's trying to get his mojo back once it focuses really on the team and all that my laughing too cuz we also had it in the so some of the stuff that we missed we just started laughing and Actually, we kind of we really enjoyed it, and th- we saw that there's a sequel. So I'm kind of like, maybe we should watch the sequel. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so an awkward moment turned into a nice uh, father daughter moment.
1: Yeah, it was it was still awkward, but yeah, it was, it was nice. It was bonding. So thanks, Aaron, for that experience. <laughs>
0: <Oof>. Anytime.
1: <laughs> have have y'all y'all seen Goon? Then
0: I have. Any- I've seen it. Oh,
1: okay. It.
0: Penny, go watch it. Yeah.
1: It's it's good. It has like it has its cliches and everything and and I I didn't like the dynamic between Sean Williams Scott's character and Allison Pill's character. I just felt like yeah. the storyline was kind of forced. So yeah, that was Yeah. It's a very
0: on the nose type of uh movie.
1: I kinda of figured it was like my mom described it best, she goes, Is this like hockey's version of Major League? You know, like...
2: Yeah, I could see that.
1: You know, so I thought maybe, like, is it, is him trying to have a relationship with her, like, and him kind of being like, I only got you these roses and this chocolate and this mascot, like, literally, like, their first quote-unquote date after they make out while drunk. Mm -hmm. And I go, oh, my God, I told my dad, I go, that would creep me out, and I would walk out if that happened. But I wonder if that was just kind of more of a satire
2: yeah yeah they try to give him more of a of a dimension um so yeah i think uh, olivia you hit it right on the head uh, and then i just give a reason as to why i recommended it right
1: uh no go ahead oh well go ahead and share with the listeners why you decided to give this movie to me
2: uh so um i honestly really love the movie goon uh it's it's one of my favorite sports movies of all time um and the reason I recommended it to Olivia was because if I feel I would be like, yeah, I, I genuinely love Goon, I'd get a lot of, really? Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's weird. Um, but I really like it. Um, it follows uh, Doug, the thug, glatt, um it's not ben
1: glatt sorry did i say ben glatt i'm sorry i'm thinking of ben i'm thinking ben platt the actor
2: the the, (laughs) the friend right
1: yes
2: um but yeah it's uh it follows him he's a bouncer at a bar um he goes to a hockey game and he only goes to the hockey games because he really likes the corn dogs that they sell there
1: i forgot about that
2: (laughs) (laughs) he goes there um, one of the uh, hockey players Gets into a fight And while he's in the, uh, the penalty box He starts fighting with the crowd um, And he says A, a very insensitive word A very hurtful slur And uh, John William Scott gets offended by that And uh, they ensue in a fight Which actually happened in a minor league game And the guy jumps over the penalty box And then they start fighting Sean William Scott punt, uh, headbutts him and cracks his helmet and so it it leads the coach to oh my
3: gosh
2: hey we can use this guy and uh it kind of just shows the life and times of the enforcer which is Mm -hmm. the person on the hockey team usually it's only one to two players on a team uh that you just send out there to start a fight um uh and protect your most valuable player typically they just go in there start a fight eat up minutes and what's really ni- uh, interesting is in minor league hockey, um, they really encourage fighting um, because the hockey isn't that great in the minor leagues. Um, so they encourage fighting because that's what the crowd's there for. It's boxing on ice. It's very dangerous. So the referees kind of let it go a little bit longer than necessary. Um, and Lee Shriver, who plays Ross, the boss, Ray, um, is known for being an enforcer. Uh, and he's kind of like the crowned enforcer in all of hockey. And once, you know, Sean Williams Scott character gets involved, they're like, oh, it's passing of the torch. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they add more dimension to it by saying, you know, this guy, um, he's got to protect that star player that uh, Lee Shriver's uh, character ends up hurting in the majors. And it becomes this huge backstory. Um, but what I really like about the film is... Doug keeps saying, I'm, you know, I'm a hockey player. I'm a hockey player. And, and uh, Eugene Levy, who I think does great, a great job, um, he's his father. Uh, he's Shocker. like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're just a, a bully. You're just a, a bouncer on skates, blah, blah, blah. You'll never be anything. Um, and the whole movie kind of pictures it as a hockey movie. Like it's showing, you know, who they're playing against. And who, who they're, uh, you know, how many games they need to make to the playoffs, and and Kim Coates uh, plays the coach, and I love Kim Coates. I think he's a funny guy. He's he's really creepy and, and gross Who is Kim Coates? Uh, Kim Coates is in uh, Sons of Anarchy. He's uh, that's the most the one I've seen him in the most. Um, he's also been in. Uh, Dead before dawn. He was also in Black Hawk Down. I know that. Uh, Hollywood
0: North, Precinct Thirteen. Um, I have no idea what these are. Who this? Mean, is. I know what Sons of Anarchy is. I know what that is. I Be watched it yeah. for two episodes. I was like, nah.
2: He's yeah. uh So if you remember him, he's. Uh, I think in the first episode, he comes and he's got like the curly hair and he's kind of like the sex addict. I don't. Like,
0: they all seem like that to me.
2: Fair. Um, but anyway, he he's the coach um, and he's, you know, sees potential in Sean William Scott. But, but but what I like about it is you're like he keeps picturing himself as this hockey player and he's not and and you know, he's an enforcer who, who is on a hockey team. Yeah. And you know, they keep picturing it as it's, it's a hockey game, it's a hockey movie, it's a hockey movie. And then the very end, you know, when he gets into the fight with Lee Shriver um, and it's a passing of the torch moment and, you know, you it's this long, like, fight. it's a good fight sequence, to be honest with you.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, it's a long fight sequence and they're just going at it and just beating the piss out of each other. And, uh, you know, he breaks his ankle and, and he just knocks out Lee Shriver's character. And you're like, this is, this is a movie about him. It's not a hockey movie. It's a it's a movie about an enforcer. And enforcers aren't really around anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it's based off of a guy named Doug Smith, who was a notorious enforcer. He was a boxer who then went to go on to play hockey that would just go in, get into a fight, and then go into the penalty box. That was the extent of his career. But he had a very long and healthy career in the minors. And, uh, and he kind of helped move this um move this movie's direction and everything like that and I think it's just a great movie and the first time I watched it um I was just like oh cool this is this looks fun uh it was my senior year in high school and I think I was recovering from surgery and I just said on Netflix I was like oh cool whatever and I was watching it and then when it was over I was like I I think that was a good movie <laughs> I that's a like, great feeling. That's such a yeah, good feeling. Yeah, because like it's Sean William Scott, which I, I mean, I love I'm him. surprised we haven't done more Sean William Scott. I mean, um, we, can,
0: we can dedicate a whole
2: month to him. Yeah, like and and he's known and he's such a mild mannered character. He's yeah. kind of silly. He's kind of dopey. Um, he wants no. to be taken seriously um but the 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 love angle was a little weird wasn't, yeah. wasn't a huge fan of that
1: it felt um, kind of forced i didn't like it but i yeah. I, could, I could see why they were trying to, to show a different side of him and i actually like it like i told you at the end of the movie i i i had the same thought i go did i actually like this movie yeah like, <laughs> like
2: I, I mean it, it's it got some and yeah the the car- the 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 raunchy moments is basically within the first twenty minutes. And that was the hardest a,
1: part for me. Is like yeah. watching it with my dad and my mom with an earshot. Like I think if it, was, if it was just me, it would have been fine.
2: Which is another reason why, like, I I, I kind of like I didn't think I would like this movie because he's just the the best way to describe it is just a total tool. Just he would wear like. You know those American fighter T-shirts and really tight jeans,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and like he's the first one to get a UFC pay-per-view. Um, like he's just just a gross boy, and he's best friends with Sean William Scott, who's very mild-mannered, who's you know kind of silly. He's kind of like a like a, a really big Saint Bernard, kind of like he doesn't really know what to do with his body. He's like all over the yeah. place, which is I found interesting because he's like five foot ten. And Lee Shriver is like six three, and when they're in a dining booth, dining room, dining booth together, I don't know if they put books or something, but they make Sean William Scott look like gigantic over Lee Shriver, uh, which I find interesting. But yeah, and I, I just think there was a lot of great moments in this movie, like like him and and uh, Ross the Boss Ray have a, a, a talk together, and they're just you know he's telling him he's like hey kid you're not a hockey player, you're you're this you're a bully you're an enforcer. He's like, no, fuck you. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hockey player. And then they get into an argument, and it's just, it's just a really fun movie. And I was like, I don't know if, if we'd ever bring this up, but I, I do think it's a movie that when I bring up, I'm like, I don't know if people are gonna look down on me for liking this movie. No, so. I,
1: I, I kind of got it. Like, I mean, I mean, I had a different experience because I watched this with my parents, but <laughs> but I after watching it, I was like, you know what? I was kind of glad I watched it, and and now I'm kind of. Thinking, should I watch the sequel?
2: Yes, but maybe not with my dad. <laughs> yeah, I heard it's not good as I heard it's not as good as this one. But I heard it, it's it's a fun because this this kind of was a juggernaut. Um, it 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 was like a rumbling success on Netflix. They did not expect it to do well. They just threw it on Netflix after like kind of a, a terrible box office run. It had. Uh, 12 million at the box office or 7 million with a budget of 12 so wow. yeah it did not do well but it had a lot of success on Netflix specifically
3: yeah, I remember when this movie came out that I had a lot of good word of mouth I, I the reputation that it's got is this is surprisingly great uh, <laughs> I didn't, always I did, with the word of surprisingly
0: yeah I didn't watch it until 2017. When uh, my friend uh, Nick, who I used to work with, uh, he's like, "Hey, let's watch this." And I said, "Okay," and we watched it. And he's like the nicest guy. So, and I learned that he used to play hockey, which always confused me because I always associate hockey players with like mean and like like to fight, and that's not what my friend Nick is about. So I was very confused that one he played hockey, and B he showed me this movie.
1: <laughs> well, let me go ahead and read the review for this film that I picked out for yeah, just a second. Um, this is from, oh, now it's saying there's an ad blocker. Hold on. Oh, I'm using an ad blocker. <laughs> Please hold. This is great. Do, 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 do. I... <scolded noise> okay, so interview from the Twin Cities Pioneer Press, Oh, fuck! It says it's, it's an ad blocker. Okay, <laughs> let me see. Let me see if I can put this on Safari real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Please hold, listeners. We're having some difficulties here.
2: Kenny, but- so you haven't seen it at all, right? No. That's
3: I, I wish I had something more exciting. And see no, it. Just, yeah, I, I haven't seen it. I've heard that it's great. I have no... Reason not to have seen it, or just watched other things.
0: Kenny, like, what's your favorite sports movie?
3: Uh, this is super basic, but it might just be Rocky. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah hell yeah. yeah. I mean, that screenplay is it great. It's it's incredible. Uh, if if that movie existed isolated from the rest, if they had just never made. Uh, so many more Rocky movies. Uh, I think that would be a movie that would be discussed in film schools as as part of the Hollywood New Wave. Mm. Um, it's just so darn good. It's not a boxing movie. It's a it's a portrait of a sad dude past his prime, right? And not the cartoon that he becomes, uh, which is just it's it's so good.
1: One thing that
0: happens to like anything you franchise is like the character gets diluted into something that's not even remotely them anymore.
1: Okay, uh, I've got one, guys. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> no, no, please.
1: Okay, so I actually had to pull a different review, and this is from the the film or the outlet is called Slant Magazine, and in a review titled "Review Colon Goon" by Nick Skager <laughs> Skager. Sorry, Nick. Uh, let me go ahead and get started. It says hockey is reduced to a sport in which team play and goals are mere diversions from main event fist fights and goon. In which untechnical head becomes a star through brute violence, Doug Glatt, John William Scott, is a simpleton whose career as a bar bouncer greatly embarrasses his doctor parents, Eugene Levy and Ellen David whose Judaism is trotted out as some sort of pseudo joke that never quite materializes too busy is director Michael Dow is making cracks about the gayness of Doug's brother, Ira, David Pat cow. Sorry, David. And then mitigating them by having Doug stand up against homophobia. After one such incident at a hockey game, Doug's punching prowess catches the eye of a local hockey team, which makes him an enforcer. And after a successful stretch of pulverizing others sends him to Nova Scotia Where a minor league squad asks him to spend his time on the ice protecting Xavier LaFlemme, Marc Andre Granin, sorry, Mark, a former Wonderkind now consumed by drugs, sex, and indifference after having been viciously knocked out years earlier by legendary brute Ross Rea, leave Schreiber. Love and triumph of a pedestrian sort follow. Though, if there's a silver lining to this plot development, it's that at least Doug's time in Canada keeps him away from best friend Johnny, J. Baruchel, whose sole purpose is to grate with baston-assented profanity. And so it goes on for, like, another paragraph, but essentially he gives this review one out of four stars.
3: Whoa. Yeah. Wowza. Pretty
1: brutal. Yeah. Well, do y'all want to go ahead and... uh, play the Rotten Tomatoes game with this film?
3: Let's do it, oh. yeah.
1: Okay, so we're only gonna focus on the critics. Olivia,
3: what's the Rotten Tomatoes game?
1: Oh, sorry, the Rotten <laughs> Tomatoes game. Da, 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 spot. Da, 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 spot. So I don't have the copy for this, but basically Rotten Tomatoes does not measure how good a film is. It's basically an aggregate score of how many people liked it and how many people didn't. So uh, it divides it up into critics and audiences.
3: Uh, we should just do the critical score because we got a lot of movies to talk about.
1: Yes. Yep. That's, that's what I was going to get to. Cool. So, without going under? Yes. Without going under, James, what do you think is the Rotten Tomatoes score, critics score for June? 63.
0: Okay,
1: let me write that down. <laughs> Aaron O. Salinas. The person who gave me this film, what do you think the critical score is for Goon? I'm
2: going to say 82.
0: okay. All right. Okay.
1: And Kenny, the context, Madison, what is the critic score? What do you think is the critic score for Goon?
3: I think it is a uh,
1: 72%. 72%. Okay. Because
3: this movie has fairly good word of mouth. Uh, but not great word of mouth. And it was just kind of a shrug upon release.
0: Anyway, hey, this okay. is a treat you never get to play. Yeah, I'm scared.
1: So, oh, yeah. <laughs> hold on, let me make sure I got this correctly. So without going under, Correct. I feel like I, So can I say what the score it I always get this confused. So Yeah, go I, with the score. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say the score. So... The critical score for this film is eighty-one percent. Oh Oh my gosh!
3: gosh.
0: Damn!
1: (laughs) That's great. It is certified fresh.
0: Wow, that's right on. I thought I (laughs) hate it. So Aaron
1: won. He had eighty-two. Did he win?
0: So no one won. We all won. No
1: one won. Oh, Okay, y'all went under. Okay. No, no, no. Aaron went over. Aaron won.
0: Okay. Yeah. Closest yeah. closest okay. without
2: going under.
1: Wow, that was pretty good, Aaron. Although we don't know if you if you happen to have cheated because you gave yeah. me this movie.
2: Aaron. And, oh, well no, I didn't know it. I just I, I honestly thought it was like 86. Look, probably because it's such dicey territory, considering this is Aaron's
3: movie, don't, you should probably uh, do the 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. Donate it to
3: no. charity. No. No. Anyway, All right, so Aaron, that's, that's rules.
1: So that's my movie from Aaron. Who wants to go next in describing their pandemic potpourri?
0: I'll do it. Um, Yes. (laughs) uh, Kenny gave me this movie. Yes. Uh, And it is about two people living their lives over the course of 11 years, and uh, they discuss uh, different ideas and have (laughs) <laughs> Very different viewpoints at the beginning, but eventually um, they forge a connection. And uh, that, you know what? I'm just going to leave it at that. It's. 100%. Wait, did you say
1: it was over the. That is vague. Is this the Before Trilogy?
0: <laughs> it is
3: not. I, I will say, I did not give James a shame watch. I just gave him a movie that I think he should watch because it's a great movie.
0: Yes. It's okay. considered a classic and uh, a, a classic rom com.
1: Oh fuck. Oh, oh oh is it when Harry met Sally?
0: It is.
1: <laughs> oh <laughs>
2: yes. yes.
1: Great choice. Great choice. We
2: finally, we finally get to bring it on.
1: I'm so oh, I love this movie. Great pick, Kenny. Great, thing.
3: thank you but uh it's not my turn to talk about when harry met sally it's james's turn uh this is when james met when harry met sally
0: yeah i love this movie yeah i cried oh, yes! so yes! much it's so good. Dang, every time they cut to the old couples talking oh. about their love I cried every time, every time, because it's so beautiful. It's so I love it. Good. And,
1: and James like, is our hopeless romantic on the pod.
0: I mean, yeah, you and I are both the hopeless romantics, and like, it's like it's so beautiful, and I love it. And the thing that they do right about this is that they earn each other's love, and they work at it. Uh, funny enough, uh, before I watched the movie today, I watched a, uh, a Vandy Fair YouTube video where couple therapists will watch different Disney films and, like, dissect those relationships. Mm-hmm. And the big thing that came back was, like, love is a skill that you have to work on and earn. And that's exactly what this movie illustrates, is, like, yeah, love is just a thing you... It's a skill that you have to work on. It's not this, like, instantaneous thing where everything melts away. I I think this movie's
3: biggest magic trick is that it makes Billy Crystal genuinely attractive?
0: Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> right when you're introduced to him, you're like, this, this fucking guy, this guy. Yeah, uh, and he's annoying and remind me of Ethan Hawke in uh, Before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but then, on but... that note, this is that was my major complaint about the Before trilogy was like it was three movies. It should've been one. And then that's what this movie is. It's like over the span of eleven years. These people fall in love and it's great. And it's one concise story that makes sense. You buy it whole
3: hog. Uh, it's, it, their chemistry is incredible and it just doesn't make sense why you would put these two actors
0: together, but it works so hard. Oh, I love it. Cause even like the first interaction is when they're moving to New York, uh, because uh, both Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal are moving to New York to pursue their dreams, dream careers, uh, after college. So it's just like right then they're like, you can tell there's some friction, but it's not quite hate yet. And that yeah. doesn't happen until later. Uh, and uh, it's just so good. Because like so many rom-coms, I feel, are just like, oh... The meet cute, and oh, that's it. They're in love now. It's like you don't really get to like see them actually become decent friends and actually develop the love, which this movie does, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, my only tiff is the whole thesis of this film is that men and women can't be friends because of sex. Yeah. And I fundamentally disagree with that. I think yeah, of them can be friends, but it does illustrate what love looks like. So I like that.
3: Yeah, it's this is just a thrilling movie. Uh, it's a movie that they don't make anymore. No, um, no
0: the pacing is. I really like it. It's very slow. Yeah, it, it remind me of um, my big fat Greek wedding, where they mm. just spend time, just earning every little moment. Yeah, yeah. This movie's eighty-eight. Yeah, I think you're Nora
1: Ephron. Yeah, she wrote this
0: film. Yeah,
3: eighty-nine. Eighty-nine. Well. Uh, um, based off of conversations that she had with Rob Reiner, who directed this movie. Uh, so much of this movie is just based off of their friendship.
0: Uh, yeah, it's. I love it,
3: but Kenny, great pick, Kenny. That's, I think so. <laughs> yeah, that's a exactly. great pick. Uh, in retrospect. I probably should have had James watch Independence Day. So we could could put that bit to bed, but I think you'd probably enjoy When Harry Met Sally more than Independence Day. Even though I genuinely, 1000%, without any sense of irony, think that both films are perfect films. Uh,
0: I will watch, and Tyler, if you're listening, I will watch it eventually. Um, But this film is fantastic, and I love it. Uh, And I'll say this, too. I went in wanting to hate this movie because of the, its thesis of uh, men and women can't be friends. And I was like, oh, it's going to be dumb. Kenny doesn't know anything. And then it's like, oh, it's amazing. Kenny knows me so well. Uh,
3: it's <laughs> it, it, well, the thesis is so much more complex than, than that. Uh, yeah. Because it's a thing that they have to overcome is, is just intimacy problems. Because yeah. they're both so hurt. And it's not just... Men and women can't be friends if so they have sex. It's 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 that kind of intimacy,
0: yeah, uh, with yeah.
3: each other, which is so thrilling. And then every rom com, every second or third rate rom com takes the surface level details from it without having that central idea to kind of spark things. Yeah. And Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal have such different points of view mm-hmm. that provides such lovely contrast. And yeah. additionally, it's a it's a polite contrast, never, very rarely does it come to blows that seem artificial.
0: Yeah. I also love that, one, you get to see them grow as people throughout each five-year increment because yeah. you can just tell that life has affected them and they've changed, which is not, mu- you don't see that a lot. And like the first two times they meet each other, they're not really like, buddy, buddy, they're just like, yeah, you, okay, you're a person. Um, and this isn't until the third time that they're finally like, you know what, let's just be friends. After Lily Crystal gets divorced. Oh,
3: is James boring like, you, Aaron?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Aaron, I <laughs> love Jesus you. Aaron, I love you. I really do. I can't do anything! <laughs> new,
1: new category for the pod, is this a film you can see with your parents? I think oh, so. Shit.
0: Uh, I'm so sorry. I miss, I miss all
1: <laughs> the orgasm scene.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, it's fine. As it's a great scene. It's, it's fine. Good. Oh yeah, it's a. It's amazing,
1: and I love the the <laughs> woman who's like, "I'll have what I'll she's have having. having."
3: That's Rob <laughs> Reiner's so mom, good. James. That's Rob
0: Reiner's mom. That's
1: great. That's, That's awesome. amazing. <laughs> also, I
0: love like they. It's so funny. They, I like. No one has talked about that ever that i've seen in movies that I like yeah women totally fake orgasms like that's they say it in a joking way but like they were being genuine about it no they don't and, and that's what, what i love <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kenny, they do no they don't uh, no I, they don't it's it's never happened never. to me plenty of times
3: it's never happened and with they, me i've done it every time okay,
2: okay. and they don't poop they
3: yeah. don't that's true i've watched Lemon, how do you feel about
0: this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, knowing that my parents might listen, I have no comment right now. All right.
0: <laughs> well, yes. on the
1: Patreon, maybe I might be able to share my thoughts. Uh,
0: on the $5 level, because your mom's a $2 sponsor. <laughs> no, she uh, might know.
1: She might upgrade to five, so we need to make it a $10 level.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, we talked about feet and our sex. Oh, wait, no, my mom's on the sex, on the $10 level. I don't want to. Maybe
1: talk a $25. Twenty-five
0: dollar level? $25 level. We'll talk about sex
1: anyway. don't
0: share the love we have. Podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I, a title, uh, a review titled "Pure Rob Reiner slash Megan Meg Ryan Garbage" by CC the Movie Man hyphen One. <laughs> <laughs> the
3: the. <laughs> Movie Man CC the Movie Man hyphen Hyphen one, one. yeah,
0: real (laughs) hyphen. That means the other one was that it was already taken, yeah, yeah. (laughs) cute in quotation marks movie of the year, question mark, a wonderful comedic valentine, also in question marks. These are just two of the ludicrous reviews in quotation marks made. By famous critics who mostly raved about this film, which, and I know this is unpopular to say, was a disgusting piece of crap. The whole film was nothing but sex talk. Hey, I don't mind some of that. I can, it can be very funny, but the whole movie, nothing but sex talk after sex talk? Come on. While well, two people that made this very overrated film are director Rob Reiner and actress Meg Ryan. Reiner is a sleaze from way back, an extremist who has no clue what morals are, and I don't ever believe I've ever seen a good movie which starred Ryan. She has a beautiful face, but that's it. Her movies are consistent, I'll give her that. They all stink. End of review. Oh, one out of ten stars. Wow. wow. Fuck you.
1: No,
0: it's a great movie. It's a great What's movie. What's his name again? It was uh, C.C., the movie man, <laughs> hyphen one. Because
2: so, the first one was
0: taken. You know, <laughs> the movie man, hyphen <laughs> one, I'm sorry. You don't know what love is or how to experience in- intimacy. You're probably 18-year-old Billy Crystal, and that's fine. You have some growth to do. Hey, you can get there. Anyway, who wants to play the Rotten Tomatoes game? I do. Me. I'll do it. Hand. Um, as we know, uh, the Rotten Tomatoes game is based on uh, the film aggregate, Rotten Tomatoes, where uh, they take a bunch of reviews, uh, determining whether a movie is rotten or fresh. Man, I've never done this, and so I don't have to copy. Uh,
1: and he put it in the chat. I just oh, put it did in it? the chat. Which I didn't realize until after I <laughs> explained oh. what it was.
0: Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes game is a game is based off the website Rotten Tomatoes, a film review aggregator that takes all submitted films' reviews, averages them out by a pass-fail system, then assigns a percentage of how many people might think a movie is either fresh or rotten. This is not <laughs> a score that a film is X% percent good. It is only a score of how many people liked it. So, based on off of 71 critic scores what do you think oh, Wow the Ron tomato score is Olivia
1: I think it's 85% okay I think critics really enjoyed this movie
0: okay uh, Kenny let's see you sure so
3: my strategy is that I think Olivia has a guess that's lower than my guess okay. so what I'm going to do is make my guess higher of a number than Olivia's and then just say that number and hopefully that will give me a win. That is a bold move, Cotton. Let's see if
0: it pans out. 91%. All right. Dang! 91%. Aaron, take us home with your number. It can be higher, lower, or exactly the same as Kenny That's impossible. or, or Olivia's. Give me the name of the author one more time. <laughs> I, I, that is uh, the good uh, CC, the Movie Man, hyphen one.
1: Hey,
0: come on
2: the I, re- <laughs> I really hope that guy's from Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi Movie Man, hyphen one. Which means
1: there's more than say- one Movie Man
2: in Corpus Christi. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: shit.
3: <laughs> no, I'm the Movie Man. No, I'm the Movie, mm-hmm. movie Man. No,
2: I'm the
0: Movie
2: Man. I'm going to say a number, and that number is... 88.
0: Okay. Oh, wow. All right. This is a great grouping, gang, but only one of you was the winner, and the other two went under, unfortunately. That winner is Kenny Madison with 90. 90- the score was 90%. Critics?
1: Wow. Dude. That's amazing. Dude. That's a good score.
0: That might be our highest critic score. I think it is.
3: Uh, that's wonderful, and
0: oh no, I froze.
3: Up oh, against to donate thirty dollars. <laughs> no. uh, and I do I guess you I take air. That's what, what? I do. No. <laughs> uh...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great
2: recommendation, Kenny.
0: Thank I God. think okay. that's Kenny genuinely. <laughs> Thank you for recommending this movie. Uh, it made me feel things that I haven't been feeling in a while, and it gave me hope and love again. So thank you. Man, I love rom-coms. I do too. Yeah,
3: they're great.
2: Hey guys, Aaron Salinas here, your favorite editor and all-around snuggly guy Here to let you know that we're actually going to make this a two-parter, because to be completely honest, we did not shut up about movies. So if you want to listen to the conclusion of this episode, you're going to have to wait until next week, but I promise you it is worth it and of course we always like to give a shout out to our patrons so we're going to go ahead and still do that so we have kenny madison of austin texas aaron o salinas of austin texas gene fight of bowling green ohio alan smith of leander texas bradley mcpherson of tulsa okay Jennifer Steinberg of Austin, Texas, Heraclio Gonzalez Jr. of Austin, Texas, Ian Keegan of Gillette, Wyoming, Danny Cantu of San Marcos, Texas, Tiffany Tipton of Austin, Texas, Miranda Suarez of San Marcos, Texas, Becca Falange of Austin, Texas, and and irene suarez of san antonio texas again so if you want to catch the epic conclusion of pandemic potpourri you're gonna to have to stick around until next week but until next time our watch is now ended dive at your own risk